Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zazlo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 16th of January. Good to have you aboard. Martin Luther King Day. We hope if you're not working today, we appreciate you still sticking with us. Going through your regular routine of listening to Zazlo Show 2.0. Hope you had a nice weekend. We got a lot to get to. There's a lot happening. Obviously, the majority of the show today is going to be spent on the Miami Dolphins season coming to an end yesterday in the wild card round in Buffalo. Dolphins lose. Season is over. And we got a lot of conflicted 
feelings, not convicted feelings. Very interesting choice of words there from Mike McDaniel in the postgame. I'm pretty sure he meant conflicted. We got a lot of conflicted, not convicted feelings here after the Dolphins season ends. You've had a little bit of time to sleep on it. And of course, we have a Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question, all right? To get things started today, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Very controversial poll. Go to at Zaslow Show and you can go vote. And you will see that today's poll question, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll, after sleeping it off, how do we feel about the Miami Dolphins' loss today? All right, that, that's a valid question. After sleeping it off, how do we feel about the Miami Dolphins' loss today? And right, so your answers are mad at Mike McDaniel, proud of the team, F the Bills. I mean, come on, it's it's always F the Bills, but you, you got to pick one of the three. And right now, the leader at 63% of the vote is proud of the team. So go out and vote right now at Zaslow Show. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll today after sleeping it off. How do we feel about the Miami Dolphins' loss? Uh, I was pretty emotional yesterday. I was really... Yeah, like I was crying or something, like some sissy. I'm talking about like I, I, I had a very emotional reaction at the end of the game. I mean, I calmed down, although I was in a pretty sour mood the rest of the evening. But I, uh, and look, I, I said this earlier in the season, you know, like especially after the after the loss in San Francisco, right? When the five-game win streak came to an end, it's like, oh man, uh, you know, pissed off about this loss. But that's a good thing. It's good that you're pissed off. And the reason that it was a good thing that you're pissed off is because it means that these games matter. It means that they're important. So even though it hurts, you like the emotional reaction because feeling this way is a good thing ultimately because it means that your team matters and your team is important and they're playing meaningful games. And it's been since forever that the Dolphins have been playing meaningful games. And just the fourth time, think about that, just the fourth time this century that the Miami Dolphins were in the postseason. So... I have a lot of conflicted feelings about yesterday. And I had a very visceral reaction after the game. Uh, or not, you know, after, after the game was essentially over. You know, after the fourth and one. I was so angry that that's the way things ended for the Dolphins. Okay? Uh, I, I, so, so the way that I'm experiencing it... Uh, and by the way, I, I want to—I I should throw this out there. We're gonna do most of the show on the Dolphins today, but today, today's big sports day. All right, coming up, uh, we're, we're just a few hours away here, where you got Panthers hockey at one o'clock this afternoon. It's very likely you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0, or you're watching on the YouTube.com/slash/AdZaslow Show. It's very possible that you know the Panther game is either going on right now or it's already happened. All right, and. You got Heat basketball this afternoon. The Heat are in Atlanta, which is a big deal. You get the Martin Luther King Day in Atlanta. They always play in the afternoon on Martin Luther King Day. So the Heat at the Hawks, that's cool as well. And the Heat, I'm very pleased with the way the Heat have been playing lately. They get Tyler Hero back today. You may be listening right now and you know who won the game because you're in the future. Don't tell me. No spoilers. I don't know who won. The game isn't starting for a few hours. But you may know who won because you're listening in the future. Anyway, uh, I had a very, very visceral reaction to the Dolphins uh, uh, blowing the game yesterday. And yes, I do say blowing the game yesterday. Not that it's a game that they should have won or that they were in control of at the very end, but when you don't even give yourself a chance, that's blowing the game. Give yourself a chance. It's like, you know, you come down the court, you got one final shot to win the game, you don't even get a shot off. That's how I felt yesterday. Even though the Dolphins did get a shot off, 
you know, was incomplete, intended for Gasicki. They did get a shot off, but it feels like they didn't get their best shot off because fourth and one massive difference from fourth and six. So my, my overriding thought after the game yesterday was Mike McDaniel was terrible and Skylar Thompson was terrible. Now, let's start with Skylar Thompson here. So, you'll, you'll get a lot of pushback on the Sky, or I'll get a lot of pushback on the Skylar Thompson was terrible stuff because, oh, he's a third-string rookie quarterback. Understood! No one's saying he's not a third-string rookie quarterback, but if, if, if I'm starting yesterday for the Miami Dolphins, and I'm terrible, I, I'd be terrible, and I'm terrible, you know, do we answer? Oh, but, you know, he's not an NFL quarterback. That's true. He's not an NFL quarterback. Zazzle's not an NFL quarterback. And he also played terrible. Yeah, well, Skylar Thompson is a third string rookie quarterback. And he was terrible yesterday. Both of those things are very true. You know, do, do, you, do you give him a pass because he's a third string rookie quarterback? Yeah. I mean, you, you can give him a pass then because, yes. He's a third-string rookie quarterback. He's got a long ways to go. And he's got a long ways to go because he was terrible yesterday. You know, we don't have to grade it on a curve. You can give him the grade and also acknowledge he's just not ready yet. And this Dolphin team was in such a bad spot because of injuries that they were forced to go with the kid who wasn't ready, who tried his hardest, and you can be proud about that, but he was also terrible. I, I, don't, I don't see... Like, I, I don't see the problem with pointing that out. So, we'll, we'll circle back to Skylar Thompson. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. And, this, and, and here's... See, this is funny, right? Where Skylar Thompson, you know, the Dolphin fan, you'll give him a bit of a pass because, hey, third string, rookie quarter... Rookie! Rookie quarterback. Third string, rookie quarterback. You know, he tried his hardest. Mike McDaniel, who was terrible yesterday. And you know I'm a fan of Mike McDaniel. I also don't think that a first-year head coach needs to be a finished product in year number one his rookie year. But why would we make excuses for the rookie quarterback in that spot and not also be able to acknowledge, yeah, you know what? Rookie head coach. Now, he was terrible. Mike McDaniel was terrible yesterday. And there's a number of things we can get to in regards to Mike McDaniel. But that doesn't change my overall opinion of Mike McDaniel the same way that my overall opinion of Tua in his rookie year. I love Tua from the get-go. Tua, Tua did not have a good rookie year. I don't think it was as bad as everyone else thinks it was. But Tua did not have a good rookie year. And it's like, yeah, all right, that's, that's still my dog because I think he's going to be really good. And I feel the same way about Mike McDaniel. Why should Tua, why should a rookie quarterback be a finished product his rookie year. They're not all going to be, they're not all Joe Burrow. They're not all going to be great right away. Why wouldn't that also apply to a head coach? Why, why do we expect the head coach to be a finished product in his first year? And the same way that yesterday the Dolphins were faced with a, a really tough spot by having to go with the third string rookie quarterback and he tried his hardest, but he's a rookie. Dolphins very much had a rookie head coach yesterday. And Mike McDaniel was terrible yesterday. So we know the... This, I, I, 
You know, I, I, I said after the game ended yesterday, we didn't have all the information, which I guess we do have all the information now, because Mike McDaniel is claiming that he was told in the headset and by the refer- by the official next him that the Dolphins had a first down, and that was the issue with the fourth and one play, which led to the delay of game, which was an embarrassment, just amateur hour all around there from the Dolphins. But here's the thing. That's been a problem all season... It was a problem all game long. Now, you, you know, I understand when that when that delay clock, when the play clock hits zero, they really give you an extra half second to three-quarter second because the way that the official is supposed to call it is he's watching the play clock. And when the play clock hits zero, then he looks down to see if the ball was snapped. And if the ball was not snapped, then you throw the flag. So you're talking like there's the play clock doesn't hit zero and then he throws the flag. Hit zero, then find the ball, then blow it dead. So you're getting an extra half second there. And the Dolphins were afforded way more than an extra half second all game long. This was a problem the entire game. And that's why I said after the game, go, I don't know what the issue was. It's going to be real easy to blame Mike McDaniel in this spot. I don't know what the issue was, but whatever it was, and it was happening all game long is why I thought Mike McDaniel post-game in his explanation was a terrible look. Just a really bad look for Mike McDaniel. Because he told you, I'm, you know, what you got to assume is the truth, where he was told in his headset with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, he said uh, that there was a, with conviction, right? And the official next to him also said that it was a first down. Even though everyone on the field, now certainly us at home, but even though everyone on the field, everyone in the huddle, Teron Armstead said, all of us in the huddle, we knew it was fourth and one. But Teron Armstead also said, this was an issue all year long. And that's why I got a problem with Mike McDaniel's explanation there. Not only was the play getting into the quarterback and, and getting plays off in time an issue all year long, it was an issue the entire game yesterday. So Mike McDaniel, it may be the truth there, but man, there's no way that's going to draw a positive reaction by putting the blame somewhere else, saying that you were told it was first down. Everyone else knows it was fourth down. I don't know why you thought it was first down. Savon Ackman, I mean, maybe you didn't like the spot. He was very short of the first down marker. Very. There's no reason to have thought that was a first down. And guess what? Dolphins couldn't call timeout in that spot to, to refigure everything out because... Because by, like, middle of the fourth quarter, they had no timeouts remaining. So we give Skylar Thompson, you know, it's like, oh, you got to give a pass to a rookie coach. I mean, rookie quarterback. It's a rookie coach. And the rookie quarterback made a lot of mistakes and wasn't good. And the rookie coach made a lot of mistakes and wasn't good. That's just a weird thing to me, though, where the rookie quarterback will, 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 will make the excuses for and give the pass. Why don't we afford that same type of leeway to the rookie head coach? Who, by the way, if you want to talk about the two of them, like who did their job as far as the rookies, Skylar Thompson didn't do his job. Mike McDaniel did his job. Mike McDaniel's job going into this season was to find out if we have a franchise quarterback passed with flying colors. That was the job. And on top of it, while that franchise quarterback missed five games, still made the playoffs, which... I know, oh, the, the goal has to be to get to the playoffs. No, the, the goal was to make sure, was to find out if you have a starting quarterback. That was the goal going into this season. And on top of it, a rookie coach also made the playoffs. So, 
I could sit here and tell you that I thought Mike McDaniel had a good rookie season. And he was also terrible yesterday. You know, like, you're getting a lot of Mike McDaniel, not a good head coach. That's that's bullshit. He doesn't have to be a final product in his first year. Why would you why would you think that a coach players aren't final products in their first year in their rookie year? Why would a coach have to be a final product? Now, if you got someone like Cam Cameron who's a total disaster, yeah, it's not a good coach. Get rid of him. But there are clearly signs that Mike McDaniel's a good head coach. Got a lot to learn when it comes to not just the play calling, but getting the play, clock management, uh you know, the challenges, that type of decision-making, he was poor at those things this year. When I say play-calling, I'm talking about, you know, adjustments, you know, that kind of deal. Uh, and, and the play-calling yesterday I thought was pretty bland because I would have thought that the Dolphins get the ball in the hands of Waddle and Hill as often as possible. And, you know, screen passes, get them the ball behind the line of scrimmage, even short slants, you didn't see that enough. Yesterday, and that was surprising to me. There were two, two, the two biggest plays of the game. Okay, I think we're all going to agree, right? The fourth and one, which was such an abomination, because it wasn't just that they got the delay. You got a forty-second play clock, which was down to, I think, fifteen. When they then reset it, you know, you know, when you see the players, the coach, they do this. You know, I'm, I'm, if you're watching on the YouTube.com slash AdZazzler show, you can see I'm, I'm pushing my arm upwards where, you know, that, that means reset it. So 20, 25 seconds ran off the play clock, and then they reset it, and you got another 25 seconds. You're telling me in this time span here, Mike McDaniel didn't know that it wasn't, in fact, first down? He still thought this whole time it was first down? That's a poor job. That's a bad job. And the Dolphins let 50 seconds. I think it was actually 51 seconds. You had like 26 seconds initially that burned off. Then they reset the play clock to an additional 25. A total of 51 seconds ran off before the Dolphins got the delay. And oh my God, I, I, I let out the most visceral reaction I have for a sporting event since I was a kid. I was so, so angry in this moment. I jumped off the couch as the clock, like, first of all, they broke the huddle at, like, five. You gotta break the huddle at, like, 12. They broke the huddle at, like, five. And now I jumped off the couch, and I am screaming at the television because they're not gonna get it off. And then when it got down to zero, I mean, I I had to walk out of the room as I was screaming at the television. I was so angry because I'm okay with the Dolphins losing that game yesterday. I'm not okay with them losing the way that they did. I'm not. I'm just not. Like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to feel bad about being angry with the way that that game ended. It bothers me how the game ended. Expectations changed throughout the game. Oh, Zaslow, they were a 13 and a half point dog. Come on. Expectations change. The Dolphins were ahead in the fourth quarter. When it's, Let me ask you something. When the Dolphins are up 24-20 early in the fourth quarter, or, or maybe it was late third quarter, um, whatever. When the Dolphins are up, I think, it was, I think it was early fourth quarter. When the Dolphins are up 24-20 early in the fourth quarter, are you, are, oh, actually no, it was late third quarter because the Bills didn't score in the fourth quarter. Excuse me. When the Dolphins are up 24-20 in the second half, 
Are you saying to yourself, you know what, I'm cool whatever happens here. Dolphins are a 13.5-point dog, and they're clearly playing above expectation. I'm really proud of this team. You're a loser if you're thinking that. You are. You're a loser. Expectations change. And going into the game, I certainly, I mean, hell, I sent out the tweet. Dolphins are down 7. I think maybe I sent it at 14-0. Dolphins ended up going down 17-0. I'm like, this shit is so hard to watch. This is a waste of my life here. Three hours of watching this. It it was, you knew it was going to be brutal, and then it was brutal. And now, of course, the Dolphins ended up making it super exciting. Thanks to the defense. We'll get to them. Thanks to the defense. Dolphins ended up making it super exciting, but expectations change in the middle of the game. You're up 24-20 in the third quarter. You're saying to yourself, I don't care what happens here because no one expected us to be in this game and like it's cool even if we lose because we were a 13-and-a-half-point dog. Who says that? When, when, when it's 24-20 in the second half, yeah, you know what? It's winning time. Let's win the game. Let's win the game. So expectations change in the middle here. And that's why, yeah, I'm not happy with the way that the game ended. Because they had a chance, and they blew it because of stupid amateur shit. And that's frustrating to me, man. I'm not going to apologize for being frustrated. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I'm proud of my team. Now, I, I can be proud of them. I, they played so hard. They did. E- even, you know, the guys who didn't play well. Jalen Waddle didn't play well. Skylar Thompson didn't play well. Even the guys who didn't play. Tyreek Hill wasn't great. Even the guys who didn't play well, they, you know they still played so hard. You could be proud of the team. And then be really angry with the way the game ended. Because it feels like you didn't get a shot off. That's what it feels like. It had been like at the end of Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Where Jimmy Butler missed the three-pointer against the Celtics. It had been like if they didn't get a shot off. And it's like you... I mean, think about, think about the difference between the two. Like you were proud of the Heat and the way that they finished the season. Like, oh man, that shot. Now imagine if they didn't get the shot off. Would you still feel that way? They didn't even get a shot off. That's how I felt yesterday. If the Dolphins had the fourth and one and they got stuffed, damn, we had a a chance here. But because of amateur shit that was going on all season and all game long, I felt like they didn't give themselves a chance. And so, yeah, the finish to the game really bothers me really bothers me. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two biggest plays of the game, that fourth and one we're talking about there, okay? And in 51 seconds, we can't figure out what the hell is going on. So you got that. 
the, the second biggest play of the game. The Dolphins are up 24-20. This is late third quarter. It's third and long. Well, it was like third and 19. They're at like the 10-yard line. And certainly the, the prevailing thought is run the ball here. Screen pass. Something simple. They're not going to pick up third and 19. They picked up a couple third and really longs earlier in the game. They, they definitely did. But they're not going to pick this up. Dangerous territory. Rookie quarterback. Backs against the end zone. Loud crowd. You got the lead. Now, it's not exactly like if the Dolphins are punting in that spot, they'd have been in a good situation. You're punting from your end zone. Bills are going to get the good field position. It was a disastrous series no matter what. You can easily blame Mike McDaniel there for the play call. For trusting, I guess, Skylar Thompson not to do the worst thing. But I got that. I put the blame on the quarterback in that spot. There, there's enough blame to go around there. You want to blame Mike Daniel? I'm not going to push back on that. You know, I, and I don't care about the, oh, you're playing the result stuff. Of course you're playing the result. Play the result. Something happens, you talk about it. Playing the result's the stupidest phrase. That's such a dumb phrase. How, how do you talk about something that happened? You, you, you watch what happened, you talk about it. Anyway, I blame Skyler Thompson in that spot. Look, I get it, you're a rookie quarterback. You're the starter in a playoff game. You got the lead in the fourth quarter. You can't throw that pass that gets intercepted in that spot. Do anything else. Throw it away. Throw it at the ground. Throw something short. You cannot, like, every play throughout the entire game, all right, a huge mistake can be made by the quarterback. Not just in that spot. Every play. The quarterback can make a stupid throw, a stupid decision, and there ends up being an interception. And you can't do it in that spot. Should McDaniel have been more conservative? Yeah. Now he hasn't been conservative all year. That's, that's not how he coaches. Maybe that's a fault. But Skylar Thompson, who has opportunity... Every time he drops back to pass, there is a chance he's going to throw a bad interception. Every time. It's not just in that spot. It's not just third and 19 when your back's against the end zone. Oh, this is a play where you're more susceptible to an interception. You can throw an interception every single play. You can't throw the interception on that play. So, two, the two biggest plays. That was, you know, Buffalo ends up taking the lead. It's 27-24. Um, those are the two biggest plays. Everybody knows that. One of them was obviously a, a major fault on Mike McDaniel. Hated his explanation, especially when, you know, the play clock was an issue the entire game. The officials weren't giving you wrong information. Someone in your headset wasn't giving you wrong information the rest of the game. All right? It's not an excuse. I'm sorry. I did not like that excuse by Mike McDaniel. And then Skylar Thompson, third and 19, can't throw that interception. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm sure Mike McDaniel's getting most of the blame in that spot. I don't necessarily see it that way. He gets some. Quarterback can't throw the interception there. Can't do it. Can't do it. Now, I will say, to me, if we can get to the Bills for a second here, to me, this brings up red flags for the Bills. If I'm a Bills fan, I'd, I don't feel great about next week. They're hosting Cincinnati. That'll be very emotional. It's back to the scene, the DeMar Hamlin stuff. And then potentially they would go to Kansas City. I don't. If I'm a Bills fan, I don't feel as good right now as I did before the postseason started. Now, you may say to yourself, you're a Bills fan, and this is valid, where it's, Hey, 
you got you got to win a game like this. Maybe a game you don't play well because the Bills did not play well. Maybe you got to win a game like this that Josh Allen doesn't play well because Josh Allen, reckless as ever, did not play well. But it, I think this is some red flags for the Bills. They allowed the Dolphins to stay in this game. You could say Dolphins stay in this game. The Bills allowed the Dolphins to stay in this game. Think about every time the Dolphins had the football yesterday. The Dolphins did nothing special with the football. The Dolphins had one drive all game long. Now, it was a huge one because they were down 34-24. The Dolphins had one drive all game long where they did something with the football. It was it was the 11 play, <coughs> excuse me, 75 yard drive in the fourth quarter which brought them within 34-31. Otherwise, they did nothing with the football all game long. They had one drive. That's it, one. The rest of the game, the rest of those points were set up by the defense making plays. The Dolphins defense played great. You could say Zaslow, how do you th- how do they play great 34 points? You can still play great. You give up 34 points because they made plays that put their offense in a position to get points. They made big plays all game long. Well, they have five, five, six sacks of defense, bunch of sacks. They had strip sacks. They had fumble recoveries. They had defensive touchdowns. They forced three and outs. Dolphins defense gave up 34 points and also played a great game by making very big plays all throughout the game. They did. They put the offense in position to get points all game long. Now, it's not going to be enough to save Josh Boyer's job, nor should it be. But finally, in a huge spot, the defense, in a game that they gave up 34 points, still managed to make major impacts on the game all game long. I love the way the defense played. Dolphins are not in that game without the defense. They made plays. They capitalized off the Bills' recklessness. That's also true. You got to point that out. The Dolphins' offense did nothing all game long. I mean, think about this. It was it was all the defense. It was or special teams <coughs> setting up the Dolphins' offense to get points. Look at this. Like I said, Dolphins' offense did nothing with the football all game long. So look at this. How is that, how is that possible? They scored thirty-one points. Okay. Let's look at let, like let's let's be objective. Let's be fair here, right? Dolphins are down 17-0. They cut it to 17-3. You got the kickoff out of bounds at 17-0. All right, so you get the ball on the 40-yard line. Excellent. 10 plays. 10 plays. 38 yards. Field goal. They do nothing. They got the great field possession because the ball was kicked out of bounds penalty. 10 plays, 38 yards, field goal. All right, you got something. Then after... Josh Allen's first interception. Howard gets the interception there. Uh, Oh, no. Was this the Holland one? I don't remember which one it was. But you get the interception there. Dolphins. Eight plays. 18 yards. Field goal. Okay? Eight plays. 18 yards. Field goal. Again, the offense. Nothing. But all right. 17-6. Chipping away. Then you get the... Long return from from Cedric Wilson, right? You get the long return. Four plays, eight yards. 
50-yard return from Cedric Wilson. Four plays, eight yards. Field goal. So, the defense or special teams or penalty is putting the Dolphins in a position to get points. But the offense can't do anything with it. Ten plays, 38 yards, field goal. Eight plays, 18 yards, field goal. Four plays, eight yards, field goal. 17-9. And then... You get the second interception, the Javon Holland interception. Puts you right there, uh, you, you know, about the 25-yard line. Four plays, 18 yards. Excuse me, not 25-yard line. They were on the 18-yard line. They scored. Four plays, 18 yards, touchdown. So finally, not a long drive, because they only had one long drive all game long. Finally, they take advantage of what the defense gave them there, and they punch it in. You got the touchdown to the back of the end zone. Four plays, 18 yards, touchdown. So, and and two-point conversion. All 17 of those points in the first half were set up by the defense or special teams. The offense didn't do anything with the football. Nothing. And then to start the second half, defensive touchdown. Eric Rose strips sack, Zach Sealer touchdown, 24 points. All 24 of these points were set up by the defense or special teams. The offense did nothing. They, here, here are the drives. I'm going to give you the total yards. The offense had 24 points at this point. You want to know the total offensive yards that the Dolphins had in order to get those 24 points? 72 yards. 72 yards equaled 24 points. And if they were able to get more yards, three of those three field goals, if one or two of them could have been touchdowns instead, I mean, think about it. Dolphins are up 24-20 doing nothing with the football. I think the, I think the overriding point here is if Tua played, we may kick their ass. Yeah. If Tua played, we may have kicked their ass. Ass. I mean, the two other times that Tua played, beat him, and had an eight-point lead in the fourth quarter. If Tua plays, they convert at least a couple of those possessions from field goals into touchdowns. Dolphins offense stunk yesterday. How about this? Remember how shitty the Dolphins offense was in the game against the Jets? 11 points. You know, nine offensive points. No touchdowns. Dolphins had more yards that game against the Jets than they did yesterday against Buffalo. Yeah, go look it up. Dolphins had 231 total yards yesterday. Dolphins had more yards against the Jets the week before than they did yesterday. In a game, they scored 31 points against Buffalo. So it's red flags for Buffalo, I think. And it's also, yeah, Dolphins offense did nothing yesterday. And if Tua plays, we win. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I said going into the game. You got no chance with Skylar Thompson. If it's Bridgewater, you got a chance. If it's Tua, I think you're going to win. And based on the way everything played out, with the special teams putting the Dolphins in position, with the defense putting the Dolphins into position, I, I mean, I think it was spot on. You had no chance with Thompson. He couldn't convert anything. Bridgewater, you had a chance. Tua, you would have won. Yeah. And 
I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel bad about being angry with the way that game ended. Expectations change, man. Expectations change in the middle of the game. You want them to go out there and win that thing when, when you saw they had a chance. So yeah, team played hard. They they played so hard. You can be proud of that, and also point out, man. The the coach left a lot to be desired, and the quarterback was not good. And guess what? Both of them are rookies. So if you're going to afford the rookie quarterback that leeway, don't you also have to afford that leeway to the coach? Doesn't mean you got to feel good about it. Neither of them's a finished product. But the coach this year, I thought had a, I thought he had a good year. He's got a lot of room to grow. It's got to be better. We can't have the delays, no timeouts, losing challenges. You can't have all that stuff. The, the, uh, managing the clock can't have it next year. That had to had to get it all out of the way now. Can't be having these conversations again next year. Can't do it. Can't do it. But man, that that fought, that that fourth down, no timeouts, no timeouts. Fourth and one. 51 seconds pass and still get the delay. And the interception from Thompson when it's 24-20. Two biggest plays of the game. Two biggest plays of the game. It's funny. You know, when we talked on Friday, I said the only way the Dolphins were going to win this game is in a shootout. Turned out to be right about that. Now, I was wrong about the Dolphins are going to get annihilated. I mean, that's first and foremost. But... If the Dolphins were going to win this game, the only way was via shootout. They were never going to win a low scoring game. Oh, maybe the defensive ball. That was never going to happen. Dolphins defense played... The Dolphins defense played great and still gave up 34 points. So that's why they were never going to win a low scoring game. It had to be in a shootout. And the game, you know, was essentially a shootout, even though the Dolphins offense did nothing all game long, except for one drive. Which is why I said, you got no chance with Thompson. You have a chance with Bridgewater. You win with Tua. And based on what we saw, the Dolphins' offense did nothing and still managed 31 points. The only way they were going to win that game was in a shootout. And it wasn't going to happen. You weren't going to be able to pull it out with Skylar Thompson. Not going to feel angry. I mean, I'm not going to feel bad about being angry with the way that game ended. I was really angry, man. Just mad. Just mad. It, it felt like they didn't give themselves a chance. So I'm not going to feel bad about that. As far as, you know, we got a lot to build on from next for next year. We could talk about building on next year like another day. We could start to get into that tomorrow. I'm not ready for that. I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing, I'm not looking forward. I'm not looking ahead to next year. I'm not doing that today. Today's reaction day. Not doing that. You can hit me up at Zazlo Show. Of course, at Zazlo J on Instagram, where I'm an influencer. But I always got time for, for everyone who listens to the show. Make sure you tell all your friends, your family about Zazlo Show 2.0. I went, how about this? So here's why I say this. Tell your friends, tell your family about Zazlo Show 2.0. As, as great as the first, been doing this for what, two and a half months now, I think? As great as the first two and a half months have been. The support, my sponsors, I love you guys. By the way, everybody knows Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, title sponsor. This entire show 
is presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accent Attorneys. They've been with me since day number one. Uh, they've trusted me, they support me, and it really gave me the confidence to be able to get this thing going in the right direction. If you've had an accident, if you got a personal injury, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Call Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You'll get an attorney on the phone right away. Make sure, make sure you, if you're in an accident, you call 911 first. Then you call Anajar and Levine. They're going to get you the money that you deserve. While you get healthy, while you heal, let them take care of the extracurricular stuff, all right? So again, Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Now, the reason I say all the time, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mother I say hello. There's still, as great as the support has been, there's still so many people who have no idea that I'm doing this. No idea that we're doing Zaslow Show 2.0. Because, for instance, I went to the Palm Beach Card Show this weekend. Very big card show. Met, met the great Jeff Wilson, sports card investor. That's Amber Wilson, the great Amber Wilson's brother. He's, he's a major celebrity at these card shows. Anyway, met him there. He was there. But I took my son. My son wanted to meet him as well because my son's a big fan, watches all the videos. My son's way into trading cards, all right? Saw my guy Simbad from Simbad Sports. He was there too. All the big card dealers, they were all there at this Palm Beach card show over the weekend. And so I'm walking around the card show. You know, my son's doing his thing with, uh, with his friend and, it's so weird because at one point, and, and we're there for several hours. I'm just biding time, you know. So we're there for several hours, and at one point, like I'm checking out what my friend, what my what my son and his friend are doing, and my son he's negotiating a deal, and my son knows a bunch of these vendors too because he, he goes to these shows all the time. But my son is he's negotiating a deal. He's four, he's almost fourteen. He's fourteen in a few days. He's negotiating a deal. He's going back and forth, and we're talking big money, like thousand dollars, you know. And it gets to, a, and so they're negotiating back and forth. And it gets one, I say, I got to get out of here. And so like, I, I got to walk away. It's weird where I'm standing there and my son is making these deals and they're negotiating back and forth and he's doing it with adults. And it's like, I, this is very uncomfortable for me. Not because the, not so much because the amount of money that's involved, but because like, I, I can't be here when my 14 year old son is negotiating with adults. It's really weird. I got to get out of here. And so, like, I walked, I walk away, and I go do my thing somewhere else. But anyway, back to the original point. I'm walking around, and a, a, a bunch of the vendors, some of the customers, they recognize me. Zaslo, oh, hey, you know, and I love stopping, I love talking to you guys. And I got this from two or three people there. Hey, man, I miss your show. Like, oh, you don't have to miss it. I, I, I'm doing the same thing, and it, I think it's great. Saslow Show 2.0, are you subscribed? No, man, how do I subscribe? That right there. So that's why I tell you, tell your friends, tell your family, because there's still so many people out there who have no idea what I'm doing, what we're doing here. And the people that I ran into, the fans that I ran into at the card show, they were seemingly big fans. And they had no idea that we're doing this. So it's... It's still going to take a while. It takes a long time to build this thing up. We're on our way, all right? But that's why I say, tell your friends, tell your family. You know, there's still so many people out there who have no idea. We got our full NFL rundown coming up, brought to us by Brunt Insurance. We'll get to that in a moment here. But I want to mention, so I picked up a new show over the weekend. You know, I love shows. I'm not quite finished with Netflix yet, all right? But this show is on Apple TV. Apple Plus, whatever the hell it's called. 
And I forget one of one of our great Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners gave me this suggestion last week. And I, I wish I remembered who it was. So shout out to you. I'm sorry. But I was recommended because, you know, I always say I love time travel movies. And I love prison movies. And I'm always taking suggestions for that. And one of one of our great Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners, he recommends Zaslow. If you like prison movies or prison shows, you got to watch Blackbird. Blackbird on Apple TV. Now, this is funny for a couple of reasons. Uh, mostly because, so, <laughs> make sure you listen to It's Still Real to Me. That's my, that, that's Zazzle Show 2.0 Pro Wrestling Show. Myself, Joey Levin, every Saturday. And if you didn't listen to this weekend, go back and listen to it. It's still real to me. And one of the things we brought up there was on AEW Rampage on Friday night, and they'd been promoting Golden Globe winner Paul Walter Hauser is going to be on the show. And I said to Joey, I go, who the F is that? Who the hell is Paul Walter Hauser? And then I remember, I go, hold up. Is he the guy from, is he in Cobra Kai? Is he Stingray? In Cobra Kai? And Joey says, yes, that is him, actually. So, I had no idea who this Paul Walter Hauser was. And then, that night, Saturday night, I decided, you know what? I'm going to watch Blackbird. Blackbird's the show that this Paul Ta- Paul Walter Hauser won the Golden Globe for. And so, that was funny. Total coincidence. And, so anyway, I'm three, three or four, I think it's a total of six episodes, right? So, I'm halfway through. So I'm halfway through this Blackbird. I love this show. I'm so into it. Here's what Black... Again, shout out, man, to, to our listener who, who recommended it for me. And I love Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. Remember, he played Elton John in Rocket Man. He's in all the Kingsman movies. I feel like Taron Egerton's like the next great young actor. He is terrific. And so I like him a lot. This is the show that Ray Liotta passed away. And Ray Liotta, who I just finished episode three last night, and then at the end of the episode, they do a, a, an in-memory of Ray Liotta, so he must have died in between episode three and episode four. I wonder how they're going to weave that into the story. But Ray Liotta, who, who we all know, I mean, performance of a lifetime was Goodfellas. This was a major performance from Ray Liotta. Boy, was he good. So, this show Blackbird, which I think is a true story. Uh, there's a uh, there's a serial killer kills girls. He's thrown in prison, and he's potentially going to get out on a technicality. And so they need to they need more proof that he killed all these girls. And they essentially uh, they get an informant. They convince uh, a drug dealer who is played by Taron Egerton to be an informant and get the information for like to cozy up to him and find out where he buried these, uh, buried these other girls. That's the show. That's the show. I, I don't, I don't think get any more complicated than that. That's the show. And I love it. This show is incredible. The acting top notch. So I, I can't recommend it anymore. This Blackbird. I'm only halfway through it. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it. Well, I'll be able to watch it later tonight. You know where I may be able to watch it? In between the Heat game and the Cowboys-Bucks game. Because this is a great sports day. Like I said, you may be listening right now in the future. Don't tell me if the Panthers won or lost. But the Panthers are playing at 1 o'clock today. Right after that ends, the Heat are at 3.30. 
Right after that ends, it's 6 o'clock. Got a couple hours before Monday Night Football, the conclusion of Super Wild Card Weekend. So I'll probably squeeze in an episode or two of Blackbird there. But I, I very highly recommend this show. Love it. And the acting, like I said, top notch. Speaking of acting, my boy Robbie Ramos, Diego Cottonmouth from Stars is Heels. He was on with us last week. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to last week's episode. I think it was on Friday last week. Yeah, go back and listen to myself and Robbie Ramos. Or you can go on YouTube, youtube.com slash show. He was fantastic. I loved talking to him. He's a huge Dolphin fan. We were texting during the game yesterday. But, uh, and, and you know I love that show, Heels. But support Robbie. He's a local guy. So go back and you, uh, listen or watch that right there. So anyway... Let me give you a little bit on the heat here. We'll circle back to the Dolphins. Then we got to do our, our NFL rundown, all right? Our super wildcard round NFL rundown brought to us by Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com. So the Heat have Atlanta today. I went to the game on Saturday afternoon. Saw the Heat take that Milwaukee ass. So Giannis didn't play. Tyler Hero was out again. So that's a bummer. Uh, it was an ABC game, but overall, here's the point. The Heat are 24-20. and 20. I think they've won 12 out of 17. I re- and I said this a couple of games ago, even after the loss against Brooklyn, I really like the way the Heat are playing right now. I do. I really like the way they're playing. Now, Kyle Lowry has missed the last few games. Won them all, except for the Brooklyn game. Kyle Lowry's out again today. The Heat are 7-1 without Kyle Lowry this year. 7-1. I hope he never comes back. Sorry, not sorry. I would be... And now, a bunch of players were, you know, became eligible to be traded yesterday, like Dwayne Dedman, you know. Uh, you know, guys who were re-signed this year, I think. Some of them became eligible yesterday. I would be... F- now, there's a lot of rumors out there. The Timberwolves could be interested in Lowry. The Lakers could be interested in Lowry. I would be fine getting rid of Lowry for absolutely nothing. Now, what I mean by that is, you get rid of him and you get the salary filler back and Lowry's contract is off the books. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with getting rid of Lowry for nothing. I know there's rumors about there about D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if D'Angelo Russell is a Heat kind of guy, but like if they were to get D'Angelo Russell in a move that sent Kyle Lowry out, I would be very excited about that. I just don't know that he's a Heat kind of guy. I'd be okay getting rid of Lowry for nothing because I told Old Depot had 20 points again on Saturday afternoon. I think he's back. Now, he's never going to put up the numbers that he did before because he's never going to be the number one guy. But Victor Oladipo is a closing lineup guy for the Heat. Oladipo, Hero, Butler. I I would go Highsmith because I like the defense. And bam, that's your closing five right there. If you're paying a guy $28 million a year and he's not your closing lineup, it's a major problem. I'd get rid of Lowry for nothing. And now I don't want to get crazy about Gabe Vincent, who had another great game. Great game on Saturday afternoon. But Gabe Vincent's a role player. He's going to have some really good games. Uh, That was a great game. He's going to have some really good games, and then there'll be games where he can't do anything. And the fact of the matter is, for most of the year, he has not been able to shoot the ball. Now, maybe he's healthy now. Maybe. We'll see. I'm not going to overreact to Gabe Vincent these last two games. I know what Gabe Vincent is. We've seen him for a few years now, and I like him. But I'm I'm not trying to get rid of Lowry because of Gabe Vincent. I'm getting rid of Lowry, number one, because he's a net negative, And number two, because of Victor Oladipo. That's why I'm getting rid of Lowry. Has nothing to do with Vincent. Has to do with Oladipo. So, I really like the way the Heat are playing right now. Tyler Hero returns today in Atlanta. This is a nice little test for the Heat on the road on Monday afternoon. 
against a Hawks team that's right there in position with you in that play-in scenario. The Heat, I think, are a half game back of New York for number six. I do believe eventually the Heat will catch them. So... Hopefully we get a win there. Can we get a double dip? You got the Panthers this afternoon coming off a win on Saturday night over Vancouver 4-3. I actually didn't see the game. Uh, I I screwed up something with recording it. But anyway, so this was a crazy, crazy wildcard weekend. One of the best you could ever remember. Let's get to our super wildcard weekend NFL rundown. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Every week, our NFL rundown is brought to us by Brunt Insurance. You got to make sure your home is protected. God forbid you have some type of accident, some type of disaster, catastrophe. You you don't want to be left out in the lurch. And that's why I've been using Greg Brunt and Brunt Insurance. About 10 years now I've been with him. And that's because I know I'm taken care of. I don't have anything to worry about. I got that peace of mind because the thing is, if I need home insurance and I'm going out there and I'm just searching, look, the market's confusing, man. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you. Fully licensed staff. They know the area. Matter of fact, Brunt Insurance is serving from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions all tailored to your needs. Since 2013, they specialize in home, auto, life insurance, whatever you need. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. If you're looking for affordable care, they're offering the best coverage for automobile, motorcycle, your boat. You're going to the right place if you go to Brunt Insurance. Matter of fact, you know, home, renter's insurance, condo insurance. Like I said, the market's very confusing. Brunt Insurance, you tell them where you are, you tell them what you need, and like I said, I've been with Greg Brunt and Brunt Insurance for about 10 years from now. I know that I'm taken care of. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Get yourself that peace of mind so you know that if there's an issue, you're going to be taken care of. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend, pretty wild. Now, obviously, you had the Dolphins, we've been over that. Let's start out Saturday afternoon. San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. Now, this game was dicey. The Seahawks were up, I think it was 17-16 at halftime. They were up by a point at halftime. It's like, all right, you got the third You got the, the third string rookie quarterback. Wow, where have I heard that before? You got the third string rookie quarterback. How's He hasn't lost a game. How is he going to perform in a playoff game with some real pressure now? Well, he's going to perform pretty damn good. Brock Purdy and the 49ers blow out the Seahawks in the second half. Purdy finished 18 for 30, 332 yards, three touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey had 15 rushes for 119 yards. I don't understand how a guy that, he's slippery, how a guy that small is such a good rusher. He had two catches for 17 yards and a touchdown. Geno Smith, I I think they're going to keep rolling with Geno Smith. I would. Uh, They have a high draft pick too. I think they have the number five overall pick. That's probably that's from from a trade that they made. I'm not sure which one. I don't, uh, oh, you know it must be the Denver trade, right? Geno Smith, 25 for 35, 253 yards, two touchdowns and interception. DK Metcalf had 10 catches for 136 and two touchdowns. But the Niners crushed the Seahawks in the second half, 41 to 23. Kyle Shanahan, uh, he, he really seems like the next big time. I mean, he's been a big time coach for a couple years, but. It seems like he's going to be big time and around for a really long time. How about left tackle Trent Williams uh, with this kind of praise? His track record speaks for itself. 
you know, um, he's, he's the most brilliant offensive mind that, that um, the game has to offer, and he got some of the most dangerous weapons that the game has to offer. He just knows the game of football like nobody I've ever been around. Um, and not just the X's and O's, but how players react. He read players. He, he watches opponent opponents, you know, throughout the whole week. And by Thursday, Friday, he can tell you exactly what this guy's favorite deal is, how he like to drop, how he like to defend, to defend, you know. And I think that helps the team. It gives us a lot of knowledge going into the game that that um, comes from obviously a higher level. So the Niners, they are now going to await the winner of tonight, Monday Night Football, Tampa and Dallas. All the matchups for the division round are set except for that one. The winner, 4-5 matchup, Tampa Bay-Dallas, and that's because the Giants won. We'll get to that in a second. San Francisco is going to host the winner of Tampa Bay and Dallas tonight. The Jaguars, Saturday night. Man, you're a Jaguar fan. You never got anything good to root for, and the last two weeks have been bananas. Last week, obviously, great win against the Titans. Crowd was awesome at home. And then this past Saturday night, the Chargers are up. Uh, was it 27 nothing in this game? Holy crap. The Jaguars come storming back in this one. And they got a, they pick up a huge fourth down, which Doug Peterson, man. It's fourth and one. Are they going to kick a super long field goal? Are they going to go for it? No. Peterson calls timeout, which is huge because they used one of these timeouts where if they miss, if they decide to go for a field goal and now they miss it, or even if they get stuffed, the Chargers, they're going to be able to run down the clock almost all the way. All right? This is going to be an issue, and then you're never going to get the ball back. So using that timeout was enormous, not just because balls move to give it away, but also, you know what? I don't like the look. We're still going for it. We're going to run a different kind of play. They run an outside sweep to Etienne. He gets inside the 20-yard line. It sets up the game-winning field goal. 36-yarder from the right hash to win the game. Logan Cook will put it down. Riley Patterson. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27-0 to win the game and move on! How good is that? That's what I'm talking about. You gotta love this team. You gotta love Doug Peterson and what he's built and the culture. These guys never feel like they're out of it. Five turnovers in the first half. Four interceptions by Trevor Lawrence. Down 27-0. And they just kicked it to win it and go to the next round. Great call. Happy for Jaguars fans. They got nothing to cheer about, and that's that's freaking awesome, man. They win 31-30. Trevor Lawrence. Is it possible to have the shittiest game and the best game all at once? 28 for 47, 288 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. All four of those interceptions in the first half. And, man, look, I, I, I lean toward it was a great game. Because if you're to have a four-interception game in the first half and then mentally you're still able to stick with it in the second half and lead that kind of comeback, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, big time. Etienne Jr., 20 rushes, 109 yards. Justin Herbert, golden boy, blows a 27-0 lead. If Tua blew a 27-0 lead, he'd be thrown out of the NFL. Justin Herbert, 25 for 43, 273 yards and a touchdown. Gerald Everett, 
He had six catches for 109 yards and a touchdown as well. And the Jaguars, they move on. They are in Kansas City in the divisional round. The New York Giants, they were the trendy pick the entire week. The Giants at the Vikings. Everyone loved the Giants, rightfully so. Giants led most of the game. Game was tied a couple times. Giants end up taking the lead middle of the fourth quarter. Saquon Barkley with a two-yard rushing touchdown. The Vikings have one final chance to get something going here. It's fourth and eight, and listen to the very sad Vikings radio call. Fourth and eight from the Vikings 48. If they don't get a first down, the New York Giants win the game. Cousins takes the snap. Thibodeau blitzes. Hurt. Throws right. Claude Hawkinson shy of the first down, and he stopped at the Giants 49. And uh, the New York Giants are heading to Philadelphia for the divisional round of the postseason, having beaten the Minnesota Vikings 31-24. I mean, that whole operation there, Hawkinson, like 235 yards in two games against the Giants. But uh, that whole operation there, man, that, I mean, that was just super short. Yeah, it was. I mean, we, and we caught a break as Slayton drops a, what should have been a first down. How about Daniel Jones? They got a quarterback, man. Daniel, Brian Dable, I know yesterday doesn't count. Brian Dable has got to be coach of the year, right? Like, same thing as McDaniel. Your job is to find out about Daniel Jones. Oh, and you also made the playoffs. Oh, and they won a playoff game on the road. Daniel Jones, 24 for 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns, 17 rushes, 78 yards. I'm in on Daniel Jones if I'm a Giants fan. Uh, Kirk Cousins, just a poor decision there on that fourth and eight. You're throwing for a three-yard gain. 31, like that's a Skylar Thompson pass. 31 for 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns. TJ Hawkinson, that was a great trade for them. 10 catches, 129 yards. The New York Giants are at their division rival, the Philadelphia Eagles, next week. Uh, That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Finally, Bengals and Ravens. As the great Jim Ross would say, this was a slobber knocker. The Ravens, they're in the lead at halftime. Eventually, it's tied 17-all in the fourth quarter. The Ravens have the ball on the two-yard line. Not the one-yard line. That's important to note. On the two-yard line, and here's the call. Right around Hundley. He reaches. Oh, that ball's out. That's live. Back the other way, Sam Hubbard. The Cincinnati kid. Hubbard's got a convoy. Chased by Andrews. At the 30, the 20, he will score. Now, that's a 14-point swing if I ever saw one. Now, why is it important to note that it was on the two-yard line? Tyler Huntley, he tries to leap over the pile, but you can't do that when you're coming from the two. He wasn't even close to getting the ball over on the line of scrimmage, on the goal line. Now, the officials did a good job not blowing the whistle for forward progress. It was not forward progress. He was still moving forward. Ball gets punched out. Bengals end up winning the game 24-17. Tyler Huntley was 17-29, 226, two touchdowns and interception, but a very poor decision there with their season on the line. Joe Burrow, 23 for 32, 209 yards and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown rushing. Jamar Chase, Chase, nine catches, 84 yards and a touchdown. And the Bengals, raucous crowd there in Cincinnati. They are in Buffalo next weekend. And that right there, is your Super Wild Card Weekend NFL Rundown. Great job. Great weekend of NFL action there. 
And again, finishes out tonight with the Bucks and Cowboys, which game's got a lot of juice to it. Brady, could this be it for Brady? Cowboys, you never really know what kind of Cowboy team you're going to get. Um, I have no idea who's... I, I don't even know how to pick tonight. I, I could totally see the Cowboys winning. They should. I could totally pick the Bucks winning. Anyway, I hope you're feeling a little bit better about the Dolphins. Uh, if, you, if you're still sick to your stomach about the Dolphins, maybe you got to call Doctors on Call 365. You know, maybe it's not just you're sick about the Dolphins. Maybe you got some type of stomach virus. I don't know. But instead of waiting at the emergency room, instead of going to urgent care and paying so much with your copay, instead of trying to call your doctor and you can't get an appointment until March, Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Serving Broward County, Miami-Dade, Southern Palm Beach as well. Now, it's self-pay, but I already told you, you're going to wait for hours at the ER or the urgent care, and your copay is going to be more than you're going to be charged by Doctors on Call 365, and they come to your home or your office or wherever you are. That kind of convenience for me, where you can get a COVID test, a flu test, if you need IV fluids, you need blood drawn, you need a prescription so you can feel better, you need a prescription refilled. The fact that Doctors on Call 365 is going to come to me, the price of that convenience, for me, priceless. Now, they don't deal with mental health issues. They don't deal with sexual health cases. All right, for that, you got to go to your regular doctor. But Doctors on Call 365, everything else, they're coming to your home. You'll get someone on the phone right away, and you'll get the doc out to your home to get fixed up. 786-577-9302. Doctors on call. 365.com. 786-577-9302. All right. So like I said, I'm into today's a good sports day. Panthers, Heat, a little bit of a break. Probably going to watch some of Blackbird. And then tonight, you got Monday Night Football. If you need somewhere to watch the game tonight, you know my spot's Briny Irish Pub. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, all right? Monday Night Football tonight starts at 8.15, but happy hour. The briny hour starts at 4, 4 to 7 p.m. You got the drink specials. It's Monday night. That means you got the Monday Night Prime Rib Special. If you want to go tomorrow, Tuesday night, Mahi Taco Specials. Wednesday night, Fish and Chip Special. You get it. And live music every single night. I will be there this coming weekend for the NFL Divisional Games. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, world's greatest upscale dive bar, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way to the ocean. But don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. You don't have to pay for parking if you park in the lot right behind the Briny. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. I'll see you guys there this weekend for the NFL Divisional Round. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Big deal or not a big deal. Every show to wrap things up. Here's what I got for you. First up, the Brooklyn Nets... They lose again without Kevin Durant. The story here, can Kyrie Irving as the leading guy keep them afloat? Big deal or not a big deal? This is a big deal because he can't. He was terrible a couple nights ago without Durant and they lost. And yesterday, again they lost. This time by double digits to the Thunder. Kyrie was 7-20. He had 15 points. He cannot lead the Nets. He is not a leading man. This team is all Durant and they're nothing without him. They're going to struggle for the next month until he returns. That's a big deal right there. Big deal or not a big deal? Lamar Jackson did not even make the trip with his teammates, with the Ravens, to Cincinnati. I, I, I think that his knee is hurt, but if he had his money, he'd have played. I think Lamar Jackson has played his final game with the Ravens. 
This was always the MO. Where if you're not going to come through for me, I'm not going to come through for you. And he's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury, and he's not about to go out there and risk it. I think both of them were playing a very dangerous game of chicken, and I think the Ravens are going to need to trade him. Now, he can't just walk. They could franchise him, but he doesn't want to be there. And if I'm the Ravens, I'm pissed off with Lamar Jackson as well because I think he probably could have played if he had already gotten his money. So Lamar Jackson not even making the trip, that's a big deal. It's a message. Sending a message out. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So I think it was Friday morning. You go on to whatever third-party app of Twitter that you use. I use Tweetbot. I love Tweetbot. And the third-party apps for Twitter apparently purposely have all been shut down. And Elon Musk, the Twitter czar, the Twitter overlord, he has not said a word about it. Which is is so shameful because you got Twitter users like myself. I want to know what the hell is going on. He doesn't even have the decency, the courtesy to come out and say, yeah, you know what? I shut him off on purpose. Everybody should be using the native Twitter app. I wouldn't like that, but at least you're telling me. At least I know. And... All the third-party apps for Twitter have been shut down. So I've had to use the regular, the native Twitter app over the weekend. And I gotta tell you, I don't know how anyone uses that thing. It sucks balls. It's an awful app. I don't know, I, I don't even understand. It's so inconvenient to navigate it. It's terrible. This is a big deal. You gotta get these third-party apps working again for Twitter. Terrible. Finally, I got one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal. So the Critics' Choice Awards were this weekend. And a really cool story that's coming out of it, you know, there's this movie, The Whale, starring Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser, who's like, hasn't done anything in years. Brendan, Brendan Fraser's another one of those actors who it's like, everybody likes, right? Seems like a good dude. Everyone likes Brendan Fraser. School Tide's great movie. Oh, hey, that Matt Damon. What an anti-Semite. But Brendan Fraser seems like a really nice Hollywood guy. And he's come back with this movie, The Whale. And it's getting all kinds of recognition, all kinds of uh, awards. And he got the Critics' Choice Award yesterday for Best Actor for The Whale, and he was he was very emotional about it. I was in the wilderness, and I probably should have left a trail of breadcrumbs. But you found me, and um, like all the best directors, you merely just showed me where to go to get to where I needed to be. If you, like a guy like Charlie, who I played in this movie, in any way struggle with obesity, or you just feel like you're in a dark sea, I want you to know that if you too can have the strength to just Get to your feet and go to the light. Good things will happen. Thank you. Good night. Good for Brendan Fraser, man. Like, why wouldn't anyone want to work with him? He seems like a good dude. He's a good actor. And, uh, yeah, happy for him, man, that he's getting this kind of recognition. But getting this kind of comeback. Hopefully it leads to some other stuff for him. Good for him, man. Seems like a good guy. That's a big deal. I like seeing that, man. So that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. Hey, it's Martin Luther King Day. Maybe you're sitting back, you're relaxing. 
you got to make sure you grab yourself a Johnny. That's right, a six-pack of cold, fresh six-pack of Johnny Cuba. If you haven't tried Johnny Cuba yet, we're talking European roots of the Caribbean soul. Start your afternoon, your evening, today with a refreshing German lager in a can. We're talking about Johnny Cuba. I love seeing the videos. You guys are trying Johnny Cuba for the first time. You go pick up a six-pack, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Win Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Crack open a Johnny. Send me the video. I love the videos you guys said. Oh, Zazzle, I didn't know about Johnny Cuba. Delicious. I'm always going to drink it now. The official beer of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. And I, I live by their mantra. You don't want to forget. Stay tranquilo. That's right. Can we start the show tomorrow? We'll start looking ahead with the Dolphins for next year. Can't do that today. Had to get a lot of things off my chest today. But can we start tomorrow with a double dip? A Panthers win today? Now, you may be listening to this right now. You're in the future. No spoilers. Don't tell me if the Panthers won. Game hasn't started yet. But the Panthers, the Heat, can we get a double dip to start a Tuesday show? Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mother I say hello about Zazlo Show 2.0. Love you guys. If you want to get involved in the show, JonathanZazlo at gmail.com. You go to my Twitter bio. Bio, the email is right there. If you want to partner up and want to be one of our great sponsors moving forward here on Zazlo Show 2.0, now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Super happy about that. Love those guys. They've been great to me so far. We'll talk to you on Zazlo Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.